I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the General Hospital recap for May 30th through June 3rd. We're COVID free. Finally. Yay. And it was, so you tested positive before I knew, because I thought I just had a cold because mm-hmm. every time the weather changes yes, drastically, and we have gone from 60 to 80 back to 60. And so it did not phase me that I got sick. And yeah. you had said that you had thought about it with your allergies. Mm-hmm. What I made you get tested? We were just sitting there talking about how with this variant, I know so many more people that have had it than I did through like the yeah, down. This was my first time with it. I think it was yours yes, too. It was mine so. too. So I don't know. We were just talking about, you know, this person has it, this person has it, whatever. Not people that I was in contact with, but just like in general. Yeah. And it was just hanging around what I felt like was more than allergies, just like the exhaustion that doesn't come with allergies usually. And so I was like, okay. But then I took a test and it was positive and I didn't like that result. So I took two more tests right after that and those were negative. And so I was like, do you trust the positive? Do you trust the negative? Like, I don't want to believe the positive. So then I waited and tested it again the next day. Yeah. And it was positive. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to accept that I have this thing. And then... Because I hadn't told you that I wasn't feeling well. Right. And it was just... Because I'm not one that's like, oh, my head hurt. Like, right. it's just... I wasn't... It, it's I mean, a cold. You'll get over it. I, I know myself. So I was like, all right. So I canceled anything in person that I had right? and was praying that nobody asked to see a house or anything like that. So like I was able to kind of rework my schedule. I switched some things to Zoom that had to be, I was just like, listen, you know, can I just redo this? And they're like, yeah, sure, that's fine. But for the most part, I was able to rest. And then Thursday morning, woke up, you had text me overnight saying that you were positive. That was the day of my um, office's client appreciation event. So it was that day. And then we had a baby shower to go to Mm -hmm. on that Sunday. So I was like, okay, I need to test. Because those are two huge things right. that I don't want. Yeah. You don't want to be a super anyone. spreader. No. So then I tested positive and then you guys know the rest. Well, not really. Sorry for the mini reality check at the beginning, but it was just like. It's nice to finally be done with it. People get it twice. I know. But to finally be done. I have one friend who's had it twice in the past five months. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. But then nobody else in my family tested positive, which I was so thankful for. Now, see, in my house, Emily had it also, but she felt fine. She had been sick the weekend prior mm-hmm. with just like a 24-hour bug. That's like, what I thought. None of yeah. the symptoms that like you think about with COVID. Like I never Oh, lost. no, I had all the symptoms. I just thought it was a cold. Oh, see, no. Now I, I kind of feel arrogant. I, I never had a fever. I never lost my sense of taste or smell. I did not do that. anything like that. Yeah. Um. I never threw up. Like I just, yeah, it felt like allergies, and then it was just lingering. A I don't little think throwing up is. I think so it was like a headache, thing. sore throat, body aches, stuffy nose, congestion, mm-hmm. cough. So I had that's all that I had. I didn't get the cough until after I had already tested positive. Okay, no, so, see, I was oh, packing yeah. up. 
No, no, I wasn't. But anyway, Emily had been sick with what I thought was just a stomach bug because it was 24 hours and it had all those type of symptoms. And again, no fever, no whatever. And so I didn't even think about it. But then when I tested positive, I had been hanging around her the past couple of days. And so I was like, you need to test. I don't know if you gave it to me or I gave it to you or we both got it from someone else, but we need to test. So she tested positive, but then she tested negative like two days later or something like that. Oh, that's good. So she was quick, but nobody else in the house got it, which I was surprised because Madeline is always like right on top of me or whatever. And I know Uh there was a couple of times that she was so close to me that I would sneeze and be like, I just showered you with germs. Hooray for young immunity systems. Right. You know, so I don't even know how to transition into the show. If, if I were to pick a weekend though, that was the right weekend for me to do it because typically holiday weekends, Mm-hmm. especially long holiday weekends, we're not busy for work right? because people are going away, things like that. So that was kind of better. Yes. So it's not like I had to shove a ton off to my business partner and make her go extra crazy. Mm-hmm. So still able to do a lot of stuff from home, including finishing researching all of Deception. Yay. So we did part three last week, mm-hmm. which wrapped up the Laura and Carly years. This week, we are going to talk about the attempted revival in 2013. And then next week, we're going to wrap it all up with where we are now. Yes. And just kind of an overview because it's not... Right. Some of these I feel like... So tell us what you think. At what point should we go back and revisit storylines to add to them? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, maybe in five years... Right. Do, I, I feel like deception is going to be good for yeah. a while unless they really do something crazy. But like Peter August... We thought he had died in August. Yes. Um, Peter August in August? Yeah. <laughs> then he came back. And now I'm like, should we do like a mini just to like kind of put He's the finally final, dead? Just put the final recap on him, you know, just to be like, in his or that. <laughs> but, you know, something like that. Cause it's, there was a resurgence when we really didn't truly think that there would be. Right. But I mean, it is what it is. So. We'll get to it. We have a long list of things to get through. We have a lot. So after we're done with Deception, we are going to be dedicating most of the month of June to Ryan Chamberlain, or however long it takes us. We're going to cover Ryan Chamberlain. So if you have any information from like back when Ryan started back in the 90s to now, because it's his 30th anniversary, right? Yes. It was 1992. Yes. Yes, June 20th, 1992 is when GH was forever changed. <laughs> with Ryan Chamberlain. So kind of want to recap all of that stuff and be done until, you know, when do we know when to go back and recap, but we'll figure that out. So that's what's coming up on the 411. Let's talk about this week. <laughs> did you do Amanda headlines? I did not. I kind of watched them. Well, Monday we didn't have one because the holiday. Right. And so I kind of watched them boom, boom, boom. And they kind of ran into each other. So. Did Hulu help you out this week or they decided they couldn't do it, decide what they were doing this week? And it was funny because I said that I didn't pay attention to the long summaries. And then I said, but yeah, I do because I read them. I only did that that one week because I was like, I'm not going to read this entire long summary. Ever since then, I have been just writing long summary instead of. Oh, okay. So Tuesday was a long summary. Okay. Wednesday was the judge makes her verdict, which I thought was ironic because it was also the same day of the Johnny Depp verdict. (laughs) And then on Thursday, Britt urges Dante to make an arrest. And on Friday, Sonny makes a discovery. And that was the least thing that I paid attention to on Friday. Yeah, those are all awful. I like the Britt urges Dante to make an arrest because I feel like that at least you're like, Wait, what? Why is Britt asking for Dante to arrest someone? But see, I would have something way more exciting than what that was. So, what would you have done? I feel like Thursday focused more on the verdict and Carly with the envelope. Yeah. So, I would have made it something more like Carly can't decide to share her secret or not or something like that. Yeah. That made it. I don't know. That was not that it was interesting because you knew that Carly was going to have the envelope and have to make a decision and she can change her mind at any time. But that would make me more want to watch it than Britt winds at Dante to arrest someone. Yeah. So we can just stick with the trial then because we ended last week with Willow flipping out. Okay. Totally loved though when Nina very quickly broke out of that and grabbed her back. Yes. I thought that was awesome. 
I tried to rewatch it and I'm like, how do I do that move? Yeah. Like when Nina's life blows up, can she just come back and maybe do like a self-defense class? Because <laughs> that was a good move. It was a good move. I feel like that's something that we all need to know how to do. But I didn't like that she called her little girl though. No, but she was trying to be demeaning. So I know, but I just didn't. Yeah. Because they're trying to play up on the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but Willow called her out on Nell swapping the babies and then basically saying that Michael didn't have the right to be upset by that. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I thought that Nina totally went too far, though, bringing up Harmony. Mm -hmm. That, I'm sorry. That's, I don't even think Carly would. No, she would. Yeah, she would. Old Carly would have. I don't know if new Carly, not new Carly, Carly now. Adult Carly. Yes. Mature Carly. Yes. I feel like she does have maybe maybe some things because she hasn't thrown it in Nina's face. Like they've all brought up, but you could not have been a parent. Mm -hmm. You were in a coma, right? Because that's where your mom put you, which we understand. Yes. I did like that. Nina was quick to follow that line of thinking though, and be like, Oh, so I hope Wiley's not a monster then because he's right for my family line. And I mean, Michael doesn't exactly have great genetics either. Yeah. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you pull in the only one who was kind of so, okay. So Silas is Nell's dad, but I mean, his brother was a vampire murderer. Right. So there's all kinds like Wiley's grandfather's brother Mm -hmm. was a vampire killer rock star. Yes. There's a family story to tell. (laughs) We already did. in the six personalities (laughs) of Michael Easton. Go back and listen. I think it was two parts. But so all in all, Nita was denied visitation. Yep. And the judge tore apart the attorneys, mm-hmm. specifically Scott, mm-hmm. for. I liked how she said that. I can read the deposition from Michael's trial. I didn't need you to splash all this around and make it like a big theatrical thing. And I thought, yeah, exactly. Like, and he kind of bent the truth, oh, which is absolutely. what she was calling him out on. With the way that he was saying it, it's like he, you know, twisted, twisted the truth. Mm-hmm. Not cool. But so like you mentioned, Carly picked up the test results and she kind of went and checked in with Willow. I do think she is going to eventually wind up telling her, but not just yet. not right now. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of her telling Drew. No, but he's. I mean, he's going to figure they, it out. They went overboard. Yeah. She went overboard with the explanation. And I'm like. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it simple. If you're telling a lie, keep it simple. Then it's easier to remember where you are and the less talking, Just the don't less lie, but question. that's a good one to lie about. Yeah. Like that's a very devastating all the way around. And it has nothing to do with Drew. Right. So it's not his business. No. I mean, he thinks everyone's business is his. True. I still can't figure him out right now. I don't know what he's doing. Well, so Dante told Drew that... Michael's on a warpath and it is to take down all of his businesses because right. he thinks that Michael thinks he's a better businessman than Sonny. Mm-hmm. So I did some research because, okay. you know, Drew said that he was okay with Michael doing what he has to do as long as it doesn't interfe- interfere with the ELQ Aurora merger. Right. And I'm trying to figure out how does Son- how does Michael think that he is a better businessman than Sonny? Okay. Like what was your first thought whenever? I think that the whole idea is ridiculous as much as Sonny obviously has bad businesses. His regular businesses are doing wonderful. And Michael was just handed the opportunities for his business. He was given both of his positions at ELQ and Aurora. Uh-huh. Sonny created Corinthos Coffee, Perks Coffee, Pizzulos, Felinos, and has invested in Charlie's and Extreme Motors. And we do know for a fact that Charlie's and Extreme Motors is Phyllis and Brando, and neither one of them do any work for Sonny. And they have been very clear yes. about this will have nothing to do with the other stuff that we quote, don't know about mm-hmm. when we first met him. He was the owner of paradise lounge, which that's just a whole other thing. We did talk about that with the but rise it, of Sonny Corinthos. It was successful. It was successful. And he was a part owner in Luke's. And as we just recapped in the Laura Carly years, part owner of deception, right? He donated the funds for the AIDS wing at general hospital. And yeah, some might be a front, but they have otherwise been successful businesses that he has done himself. Mm-hmm. What has Michael done? Has a fancy last name. That he changes every now and again. True. Between whichever one is. 
more powerful at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I don't know why he thinks he knows more than Sonny. I mean, you'd have to be a good business person to even be able to split your assets that way to know that you need to cover this with this. You'd have to have a good understanding. Okay. That I understand what you are saying, but the way that you said it makes it sound fraudulent, even though I guess having a front is. Yes. Yes, it is. So we are not justifying what Sonny does, but it is a fact. Like he would not have let Christina been manager of perks. He would not have made his daughter, even though we do think she eventually should take over. Mm -hmm. He would not have brought his daughter into his business. Right. And he made her earn her position. She started out just as a regular barista and then moved up to manager. And then she moved over to Charlie's. Right. So yeah, he was not giving. She was a manager at Charlie's before daddy owned it though. Yes. So, but exactly like she worked her way up. Maybe, maybe Michael's just mad that he's never been given a position. Maybe because he wanted to get into the mob part of it. And Sonny was like, no, Mm -mm. which makes sense. Michael's too irrational. He cannot be in the mob. No, no, no. Hold it. Are you saying that mobsters are rational? I feel like they have, for the most part, like the bosses have a level head. Okay. Because you have to think through your actions. If you're just losing your temper and going on killing rampages, you're going to get caught. Yes. And you have to know, no matter what it is that you're dealing that's bad, drugs or guns or whatever, you have to know. We know that it's not drugs. Right. But I just mean, like, in a general. Yes. You have to know how to get the shipment and hide it without becoming suspicious. Yes. But if all these people could do things for the good, oh, it'd be wonderful. I mean, that's not just soap operas. That's like yes. the whole world. Yes. Use your powers for good. But I guess sticking with Sonny, he went to go see Phyllis. Mm-hmm. He went how? to go see Phyllis to whine about if she had seen Nina and chat with her just waiting for Nina. I ugh, I so feel disgusting. like my presence in the courtroom when she was up against my son and my ex. Well, okay, granted, Carly was not part of the court trial, but how did he think it wasn't going right. to either side? If he had sat behind his son, it would have messed with Nina. If he, him sitting behind Nina, still messed with still Nina. Messed with Nina. <laughs> But I don't know why Scott would even allow him in the courtroom. I don't think they really get a say. I think it's the judge's call, isn't it? But I feel like Scott would say to Nina, listen, you need to tell him he's going to do more harm than good. He can wait outside. Yeah. Do not have him in this courtroom. And then the only thing I have after that is that he went and found um, Nina's necklace at Nell's grave. And the whole reason we know about that is because Nina was in a ride share and was like, Oh, I left my passport at the office. Oh, I lost my necklace. We have to make another stop. I, I don't know. Like I I didn't even really pay attention to what she and Sonny were talking about. Was it just go around about, about her leaving? She said that she, she couldn't stand to be in the same town as Wiley and watch him grow up just without, like, within arm's reach, but she couldn't have him. And that would just be too much, blah, blah, blah. And so Sonny flipped the tables and was like, eventually Wiley's going to be old enough to make his own decision. Do you want the story that he hears that you lost and just gave up and ran away? And so then she was like, oh, but Sonny, I don't know. It's just so hard to be around him. But the thing is, the judge just told you not to be. So problem solved. Exactly. But I do understand what she's saying. I meant to mention, like, I loved Willow's testimony. I thought it was very articulate. Yes. You know, that she is not doing what's in Wiley's best interest. Here are the facts. There was not really, she was obviously emotional talking about it, but there was not. It was not a malicious, I'm keeping this kid Mm -mm. away from him. It was, here's the reasons why she's a bad influence on my child. Yes. And Michael has been temporary recast by Robert Adamson. And I thought he did a great job. I do too. That was very seamless, like switching between the two. Yeah. He has his mannerisms. Like, I feel like he is not trying to take over the character. He's just... Yeah, um, today's replacement, and here we go. Yep. Yeah, it was good. But what is up with all of these people not being the ones to be part of a major moment in their storyline? Alexis was recast during that time. I mean, they're all health reasons, you know? Right. But, like, even going back to Real Andrews with, you know, him being alive for Trina. 
was recast. Yes. So couldn't you just push it out a little bit further? Yeah. I mean, they can't hold up everything for these people, but. No, but I feel like there's a difference between, like, we knew with Alexa, she was going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. With Michael, I would hope that he had the same experience that we had with not feeling well and that it was just a couple of days. You couldn't push yeah. them back a week. We waited a year and a half to find out who Wiley's parents were for real, but we couldn't. No, 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 no. We, we knew. We, we, we were waiting for them, them, to, them to find out. Yes. But. We can't wait another week to find out that Nina has no rights. Yeah. It didn't make much sense. But yeah, the recast was perfect. I I was really impressed. Yeah. And my nerd catch was Nina was going to the airport in a Mercury ride share. So they're, they're obviously done name dropping a major yeah. brand. But so I know that Mercury is one of the Roman gods. And for like, you know, his thing is the winged yeah. shoes and everything. So I was like, okay, what is the official description for Mercury, and according to worldhistory.org, he was the Roman god of commerce, often serving as a mediator between the gods and mortals. His winged feet gave him the advantage of speed, and he was the patron of circulation in general, of people, goods, and messages. So I thought that was like a very appropriately named. I would like they to had... think that they put half the effort of no, figuring it that... out that you do. No, because on the sticker had the winged shoe. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. Okay. They knew. You give them more credit than I do. They like, knew. Okay. I, mean, I hope I hope they did. Very impressive. I don't think that they just randomly picked a shoe with wings on it and were like, oh, what should that be named? Mercury. And then have it accidentally be a Roman god. That was intentional. Okay. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> mm, Want to stick with Drew? He was kind of all over the place. He was. He was like. He was everywhere this week. He bopping around. Exactly. So he was at the pool party slash Charity event for what charity? I don't know. Oh, no. I have comments about that. Slash singles. Well, it was the Society Setups Mixer, Uh but it was also a fundraiser. And the one name that they kept saying was, but it's for a great cause. It's for a great cause. What is the great cause? Thank you. I want to set up a charity now called A Great Cause and get so much free publicity because everyone uses i am trademarking that there you go but i was like so what is the great cause yeah. and i kept trying to look on the table tents i could not and i could see not it. see anything okay. but i thought it, i want i really want to know because there was the different colors mm-hmm. made up the heart mm-hmm. but then it looked like there was a key next to it yeah. showing like the each individual colors what is that i have no idea but yeah, that's that's what I kept wondering. We're here for a good cause. We're here for a good cause. It's not just for singles because we're here for a good cause. Yep. What? What are you doing? Yes. I like their table that said love, though. Oh, I that know. That was so cute. I was like, oh, that should be a permanent fixture somewhere. That's adorable. But I thought Spinelli looked so cute. He and did. I think Sam figured it out. Oh, yeah. Especially when Britt went on her tirade about how love is awful and the person that you care about just leaves you and there's no not someone wonderful for everyone and spinelli was the first one to jump in and be like wait that's not true you just need to find your right timing it's okay yep and then oh my gosh the whole parachuter to be men literally falling from the sky i thought that was so cute it was cute except for men implies more than one I didn't understand why we just had one. It should have been a man and a woman, or it should have been multiple men. Yes, but that's also a very small It is small, but the mixer was not just for women to find men. Right. So equal opportunity here. Come on. So when that scene ended, did you notice like the music change? It felt very much like what we just watched with like in the 70s and the 80s with like Robert and Luke and stuff, the way that they would end like I, a silly scene or something like that. I did not pay it attention. It had little... I did not pay attention to It had music. the little music vibe and everything. So what but, do we think this guy's story is? Okay, but hold on. How shallow was that pool? Like, why was he skydiving into basically a pool that is up to Brit's hip? Right. It's a four foot... It's a wading pool. It, it wasn't even four foot. I mean, she her torso was above it, right? Yeah. Like, I was, what are they swimming in? Mm. But yes, okay, so story. Oh, do you have a theory? No, go ahead. What's his last name? I have no idea. Bell. His name's Cody Bell. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 
You make yourself Catherine Bell. Uh huh. So who's his dad going to be? So if he is about Dante's age, Dante is was born in like mid eighties. Okay. So Catherine wasn't on General Hospital yet. Okay. So it's totally possible to think about the fact that maybe she did have somebody. But I was like, who's the dad? Because it would have been pre-general hospital days for Catherine. So that's all. That's all. You're just so excited. You want it, it to is. be Catherine Bell's. Well, we've been talking about Catherine Bell. We have Bell been talking about Catherine. Lot. I don't know. I just don't there know how they would work all that together. Zero chance that he could be Catherine and Stefan's. Right. Logistically based on the show. Yes. But I'm just wondering she what miscarried. Catherine's doing hanging out in Bensonhurst raising a child. Maybe she was hiding out because of who the dad is. Okay. But that would have been like 15 years before she even met Stefan. But that was like my first thought. I'm like, oh, because then that would make him a Cassidine, which would actually make him related to Sam. So they'll be dating soon. Oh, no. Well, so when he asked Sam and Dante how they know each other, and he's like, she's been a friend of the family. You share a brother. She's been very friendly (laughs) with people in my family. And then she's like, my ex-husband is friends with, was friends with his dad and your ex-lover. Mm-hmm. You had a they are forget They him. are intentionally leaving all yes. of that out. That would have been great if he would have been like, well, we share a sibling now and we have a sibling that passed away, but now we're dating. No, that would be Dante's sibling that passed away, yeah. her child, not them having a sibling oh, that passed true. away. True. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. We share a sibling and her deceased her child. Her daughter who was born, stillborn, is, is Dante's sister. sister. Yes. yes. And they share a brother. Yes. So yeah, they they she has been close to the family. Yeah, that's that's about as close as you can get there, huh? Woo. But he knows who Sonny is. He does. Because I mean, he grew up in Bensonhurst, so that makes sense. Yes. So I don't know. But they didn't have Brooklyn run over and be like, "Oh my gosh, blah blah blah." And if Dante knows her, Brooklyn sh- knows him. Brooklyn should know him too. Yeah, but she was busy talking to Chase. Her back was to them were they already off on their own when they were all that was happening i don't know did they say he lived in bensonhurst or he just met during that camp that could be another. oh maybe he's not from bensonhurst they met at they met you're right they did just meet at the camp we automatically went to benson i was with you i was thinking that they went that it was like a area summer camp so then Catherine would not live you're right there right although i still find it hard to believe that Dante is being sent to the same camps that someone in Catherine Bell's family is being sent to, but maybe, who knows? Depending. I mean, it seems like he, I don't think that Catherine was always affluent. I think that she manipulated her way into it. I was saying married into it, which is a nice way. She straight up manipulated and blackmailed Ned into marrying her. Sometimes the girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. No, that is never okay. (laughs) In the soap world, it is. Yeah. It's not in real life. No. But yeah, so the thing is, I don't really remember. I remember the most of Catherine with Stefan and then the Nicholas stuff, which we can totally get into later. Mm -hmm. Because that was another rabbit hole I went down this week. Okay. I did a lot of research this week on this episode, but I was like, I like to fact check. I only know about her earlier like with the ned lois stuff mm-hmm. like what we have read from and watched from oh you didn't watch that, that in real life right okay. so like i don't like and all the stuff that we just talked about with that deception yeah time other okay. than that like and i know that she dated mac and stuff like that you know yeah. it's so i don't know like when she came what was her origin story that i don't know right yeah so we're not going to talk about Catherine bell right now and this we're right and cody is i will be interested to see i was glad that they brought somebody new in to see where the storyline goes i thought it was cute that Britt was already fighting over him like oh no i know i had him arrested but he's cute let me see where this goes i love brad just videotaping the whole thing and she's like get help and he's like yeah someone's coming without even turning it off yeah i'm like mm-hmm. i love him she plays up being intoxicated so well. Oh my gosh. Drunk Brit is the best. I love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
So and then Maxie t- and Austin were all cute. They're planning yeah. for Bailey's birthday party, which Chase has been invited to. Yay. Mm-hmm. They were cute. They were cute. But it, was, but it was, yeah, it was filler. Except for Britt to yell at them whenever she said, why are you even here? The two of you are together. Right. And that's, again, it was they, also a fundraiser yes. for a great cause. A great cause. So that worked with that. But you talking about Nicholas sleeping with Catherine. What I a- really hope. <laughs> Yuck. I really hope that when all the stuff about Nicholas sleeping with Esme comes up, that someone throws that in his face. Go ahead. Do you want my book report now? Yes. Okay. The thing that I am not liking the most is how much they're replaying it. That I is, I fast forwarded. I didn't think they were inappropriate with what you saw, though. Are you kidding me? What did you see? She's 18 or 19 and he is 44. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting i'm not saying it's not disgusting but she's a child i understand 19 is technically an adult i'm sorry that was a very i don't think that was at all appropriate for us to be seeing okay but what was the age difference between nicholas oh yeah so that's my hold it but that's the thing i'm getting to that okay but i'm just saying we did not need it to be repeated did not need i did not need that much visual of what was happening i I think that was disgusting I didn't like the camera angles. I didn't like the um, soundtrack that went to it. I didn't like any of it. I yeah. like as soon as it came on, I was like, "Oh gosh, why are we doing this? This is gross." But I didn't think that they showed too much skin. Like in some of the adult adults, yeah, I disagree. You see a lot more. I but feel like adult adult, not adult child. Okay, but now I'm interested to hear what the difference is between Nicholas and Catherine versus. There's Nicholas. not. That's the thing. It's, I mean, I did not go back and watch to see how, how they played it out. No, like how much clothing they were wearing or not wearing or whatever. So Stefan is Nicholas's, how old do you think Stefan was when he died? Like early fifties. Okay. How old do you think Catherine Bell was when she died? Stefan died in 2003. Catherine died in 1999. So yeah, early fifties. Okay. I would have kept both of them at fifties. So, so here's the mini four one one, only on how this applies to the disgustingness that we saw this week. Okay. Stefan died in he was forty three. What? Yeah. He was actually forty, and then at one point his birthday was changed back to being that he wound up being forty three. Oh wow. I know. I was with you. I thought he was fifties. I mean, I thought so, early 50s, but still 50. Right, like a decade older, which means, so I'm then putting, Catherine Bell did not have a um, birth date, like a year. Okay. So not sure. So I kind of put her in the same yeah. ballpark with um, Stefan, which means that she would have been like 39. Okay. My age right now. Uh-huh. When she was sleeping with Nicholas. Okay. Because she died in 99. And they were hooking up in 98, 99. Now, Nicholas is now 44. So that would put him at 20 okay. when he was hooking up with um, Catherine, which we have mentioned many times was not okay. Right. But I'm just saying but, you seem more disgusted about the older man with the younger woman than you no, do. No, it was the, the way that it was. Okay. I felt, I felt that was almost pornographic. Uh, I'm not trying to be a prude, but like that was just very not. I think they didn't. We did not have to see all that. I'm telling you, I think it was the camera angle and the music that added to it because I don't think that. But that's what I'm saying is that that scene was not. We didn't need that. No, we didn't need that. We didn't need that. Kiss and her skirt dropped to the floor, and then Ava and and Spencer knocking. Even if she had just taken off her shirt, yeah, you know, and then show them afterwards in the blanket. We can fill in the blanks. Yeah. You know, we don't need that. But so, but Nicholas was when he first arrived, see, and this is where I'm getting torn on what was his age then, because when he arrived, his birthday was 1982, which means that he would have been 18. So he was between 18 and 20 because I don't know when he, they aged him up. Either way, no matter what the age difference and what's proper or not proper, I'm going to say that most people agree you and your father should not be sharing the same partners. No, no. Not even going to fight the what's considered an adult and what's not and whatever, or just the ick factor of some of the ages there because whatever. And Spencer's 19. Okay. So Esme's 18, 19. Mm-hmm. 
So that is just, I'm not saying that Nicholas and Catherine were okay. Right. And like I said, I didn't go back and watch them, watch how they, but I don't feel like they filmed that way back then. I felt like it was almost violent. Maybe not violent, but I don't know. But you're right. Like there was, it was just, it was the camera angle. I really don't think, I know you don't want to go back (laughs) and watch it, but I really think if you watched it and just focused on what you saw happening. And I don't want to focus the on camera that. camera angles that like, whatever, that it didn't really show that much. It showed him taking off her bra and then it showed her foot like rubbing up his leg. It didn't show. It really- and then him on top of her and her pulling his hair. And yes, exactly. There was too much in that scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was just nasty because it was nasty. But anyway, and then I did think it was funny. She ended up on the parapet with, uh, in her undies. And I would have loved if she had fallen off the parapet in her undies and then someone found her. Well, no, that would be a very sad story because she would be paralyzed not so much. dead. I'm okay with that. Her storyline not Ryan is nowhere close to done. We cannot kill her off yet. We knew that it was coming. That obviously she was trying to seduce Nicholas. I just, I, I think it was overdone. And I everyone's like, like saying, but it's soapy, but it's soapy. And I'm like, that was not the way that we typically see those scenes. I just felt like their conversation afterwards was completely weird and unnatural because he's like, he did take a step back and say, are you okay? I shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I've wanted it to happen for a while. Haven't you been thinking about it? Blah, blah, blah. And it made it sound like it was an actual like affair and a thought out attraction and that this was going to go somewhere. Like he's breaking up with Ava. She's broken up with Spencer and now they're going to live there together. And no, I don't think that was ever Nicholas's intention, even if that's how it would have played out. Right. No, but then, I mean, Nicholas saying to that he thought his marriage was over because he and Ava had a disagreement until you are divorced. They've been separated before. They actually almost got divorced. Also, he managed not to sleep with anyone else then until you're actually divorced and know for sure that that's happening. That was not okay. Right. Right. And I didn't like the way that Ava was. I loved the conversation between her and Laura at the gun range and Laura saying, well, listen, you know, he's done some things that you don't know about that were actually really nice. I put in a letter for Avery, blah, blah, blah. So I get her feeling like all squishy mushy and wanting mm-hmm. to go home and be like, oh, honey, you're so nice. But I felt like it kind of pushed the envelope. She kind of seemed a little desperate there. And that's not right, Ava. Because she's not saying that he's not nice. She's saying that this is not working out. What did she say to Laura? She's like, I do love him, but the way things that are working out right now, like she cannot be the only one working on their marriage when he is just completely ignoring the fact that there are things that need to be changed. Right. Because that's true, you know? And so maybe Laura needs to be having that conversation with Nicholas too. Like, listen, get your act together. Go work on things with your wife. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Instead of sleeping with your son's psycho girlfriend. Ugh. Oh, Laura is going to have so many things to say about all of it. Well, so now we move on to Ava wants to work things out with Nicholas and Spencer telling Esme that he wants to work things out also. And Ava changing her mind and saying that he can have some of his trust fund and still stay at the house. 10000 a week to get by. I mean, I hope they can afford all their Starbucks and stuff on that. It's not very much. How much is Kelly's coffee that we need $10,000? Well, to get they just a had a really nice... There was like a really close up and it was like three fifty for a burger. It didn't say if it came with fries though. So that's I not, com- not, that's kind of cheap. That's what I'm saying is that. Yeah. So Kelly's is cheap. They're not doing macchiatos at Kelly's. No, you don't think you need 10,000 to live above Kelly's. Yeah. Oh no. They're going to stay at a five gonna, star hotel. Remember they were going to stay at a five star hotel, but, but now Ava's insisting that they stay. Even if they would have gone, the five star hotel obviously has to be Carly's. So even that I don't think is $10,000 for the month. I don't know. And we're talking about 10,000 a week. A lot of people wind up living at the hotel. So I would imagine that she probably has some kind of like a monthly rate. I would think. And I don't think it's $10,000. All right, so let's do like an average. I want to say that the Metro Court is an average of two fifty a night. Sure, three hundred. I don't know. I feel like so times thirty. That's seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, but I feel like if you stay for a for a month, month, it's probably like six. Give you cheaper. Yeah, 
But okay, so that is enough at 250, which some of them go between three and four hundred dollars for luxury. Okay, but that's still, even if it is ten thousand, that's one week's allowance. Right. What are you doing with exactly that other thirty thousand dollars? I don't know. Crazy. But then Cam gets on him about this just needs to be done. Yes. Do you think Cam is going to tell Joss? Yes. I do too. Cam got a second job at the Metro Court pool. Why the owner's daughter doesn't have a job there, we'll never know. Or uh, Wiley was talking up a storm this week. Yeah. Wiley's going to overhear Cameron saying something and then go back to Jocelyn and tell him, tell her. Because he said that Jocelyn was his girlfriend. I know. That was so cute. So, so sweet. Yes. I liked them hanging out together. That was a cute scene. And Adam? Yeah. Came back and apologized. Yeah. Which I kind of liked that. No, I didn't like that because it still felt sleazy because he asked about hugging her and she totally called him out and was like, yeah, the pool's still right there. Yeah. But I mean, if he was legit and his mind was changed by... If they're turning him into a good character that we're going to see around this summer, because again, they usually do a kid, not a kid, but a teenage centered storyline in the summer, then okay, I'll accept the apology. But if he's just some random person that shows up here and there, then that was so forced and fake. I don't think it was necessary. I don't know. I don't think they're going to make him an interest of Jocelyn's. No. But I thought that it was a really good showcasing that people don't realize that the people that they're watching on social media are people right, and have lives. And Mm -hmm. so the way that he approached her as an object or... Like when he approached her the first time, True. it was inappropriate. He wasn't making the connection that she, the way that he apologized, he was basically saying, I didn't consider you a person Yes. when I was, Watching but then after you. I read that and read what you guys were going through, yeah, it kind of made him realize, oh my gosh, there, there are people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a nice idea. I just want to see how this character develops in the future. And then Rory and Trina. Okay. I am 100% want Spencer and Trina together, but they are adorable. They are I would adorable. be totally okay if I loved when he <gasps> said, well, I've researched it and it's okay if I'm friends with Trina because she's not been acute or she's not been convicted of anything. And I was not the arresting officer, blah, blah, blah. And Taggart's like, well, you know, there's written rules and unwritten rules. And he says, yeah, well, I feel like if someone has a problem with our friendship, that they'll just need to get over it. And Portia, like, grabs Taggart and is like, sit down. Like, it's okay. But I thought he was so respectfully stood his ground. Yes. He was like, I understand what you're saying. However, we are not. He wasn't being inappropriate. Right. He seems like a kind young man who is enjoying the company of Trina and is learning things from her and yes, maybe teaching her some things in return. You know, he's, he's put thought into this. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's just trying to sleep with a detective's daughter, you know, right. he's, he respects her. Yes. And there's actual interest there. I feel like Tagger is going to respect the fact that he did that because guess what? That also means he's going to protect his daughter. Right. No, absolutely. I just loved it. Cause it was such a typical, like normal interaction. Yeah. That every wife can think of that point or every couple can think of that point where one has to like put their hand on the other one and be uh-huh. like, okay, don't jump up right now. Hold on. Yep. Let the person finish their sentence. So that was cute. And then I think the only other thing was Chet and Terry discussing his potential move. Oh no, we do have one other thing after mm-hmm. that. I felt like Terry did the right thing. Me I too. Mean, I'm not going to be happy to see either one of them go. Right. I mean, we like Chet. We have been wanting Chet to have more of yes. a role. I feel disappointed that they took so long to get us to this point, and now Chet's leaving. Yeah. But I like how supportive she is. Yeah. Like, listen, you know, like he said, if you don't have a date next Valentine's Day, and she's like, oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. but... They were very cute. Yeah. And I thought that was a rational, reasonable... Exactly. At they that stage been in their relationship, dating. you know, for him to... Right. He would have completely her. Throw, oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So that just leaves one thing. Go ahead. One thing. Brooklyn and Chase. Oh, no. I was going to say Anna and Valentine. Oh, hold it. Sure yeah, we did all over that. Hold it. We, did, we mentioned the, the gun range with gun range, But we didn't 
talk about it. So Laura and Ava went Shannon to the shooting range. An opportunity to talk about Valentine. <laughs> I don't know that you are fully recovered. Shut up. <laughs> but they posted. So we have a new location, the shooting range. Mm-hmm. They posted the rules of a shooting range. However, like they didn't follow them. Of course not. Like Laura should not be going into like bending over into Ava's stall. Yeah. You know, Nope. And there was one point where, and it was Anna too, that I was like, no, the gun is always supposed to face down range. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she should know that. Yes. And I found it hard to believe that Valentine didn't have his own gun to bring. Maybe it was a last minute thing. Maybe, but hmm. we needed the flirtiness with the, I don't know, this is a new weapon to me and I don't know how to work it. And she's, or she said that. And then he's like, I only need one time. Yeah. Yep. I liked her bargaining skills. If you win, I'll have dinner with you. And if I win, we will have oh, a nice evening together. So intentionally lost. Oh, I yeah. do think I think Anna would have won fair and square. Yes. He <laughs> I don't think he even shot. He's just like, here you go. Right. There. Oh, that was so nice though. <laughs> All right. Now you know <laughs> okay. how to chase in Brooklyn. I knew you needed some oh, Well, I crossed it. Now I crossed it off because we talked about Touch. Laura and Ava. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what there is to say about Chase in Brooklyn, though. He said it'd help her. Yeah, that was pretty much and it. And that's it. it. I'm getting tired of this almost kiss. Yes. Just like do just, it yeah. already. I don't know. It's tiresome. Yeah. I just want... It would have been <laughs> great if they were kissing while the parachuter... Yes. Anything. Yeah. They just need to have the conversation. I mean, they both were tap dancing around it. Do you want to talk about something else? Sure. I think we should talk about something else. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about something else, too. Okay. Just do I it. Mean, he already made her spill her popcorn at the hospital. Exactly. You've kissed once. Let's have the conversation. Hey, I like you. I like you too. Okay. Yep. See where it goes. Yep. It's ridiculous. So that was it. That was all I had. Do-do-do. Reality check. So what's your reality check? Yeah, I was going to say I get to go first because yours is like way cuter and I can't wait to hear about it. Um, is that how we determine? I always just forget. It. We try to go back and forth. It just oh, doesn't always I happen. Sometimes it leads into it, but this, I yeah, no, this one. Did. I didn't go to the shooting range. I did not have a first. Well, I am a better shot than Ava. Yeah, her first yeah, round. I was positive. kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was distracted in her thoughts, but then you should not be shooting a gun. True, but at least she was in the range. But anyway. Didn't go to the shooting range and didn't do any of the other things that happened this week in GH. So there's no real transition. You didn't go skydiving? I did not skydive. You didn't go on a ride share? Didn't go on a ride share. Didn't try to take over any other businesses? Mm Mm-mm. Man, you had a boring week. Didn't hook up with anyone that someone in my family is hooked up with? That might be like way too young. Uh -uh. That's younger than two of your children. Nope. Didn't do any of that. So Madeline went to her first sleepover last night. Which was like a big deal because we had kids sleep over for her birthday, but this was the first time she went out. And they did a little garden theme, so all the girls had little um, flower tiaras that they got to wear. And their activity was that they got to make a flower arrangement. And so she came home with this cute little flower arrangement that she Was this made. a birthday party? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Because you are scaring me that now birthday pa- or like just now no, no, no. slumber parties. Because back in the 80s and 90s, we just had friends sleep over. Yes. For yes. fun. But we didn't have organized activities like that. Well, so, so thank you for saying that it was a yes, I'm birthday. Sorry. It was a birthday party. But it's funny that you say that. So Megan's at her dad's and Emily's, you know, doing whatever with her boyfriend hanging out. And so Madeline's the sleepover. And so Ryan's like, let's go out and like actually have a date night, just the two of us. So we went out to dinner. And as we were at dinner, the mom was texting pictures of the girls doing the activities. Mm. And so I was like, oh, look at this. Look at that. And he was like, is that what you girls do at sleepovers? And I was like, what? And he was like, sleepovers for boys, at least back in the 80s, 90s, was just hanging out, eating pizza, playing video games. Like, did you guys actually have activities that you went one from the another? And I was like, no, this is a birthday no. party. We had ice cream, mm-hmm. Sunday bar. They weren't even bars because guess what? We did not get all fancy pouring into special bowls. It was, here's the $5 tub of ice cream that's still in the plastic container yep. in the middle. Here's your jimmies and the syrup and the, and here's some forks to be able to get the cherries out of the jar that is staying in the jar. Right. And here's your paper styrofoam bowl or whatever. Exactly. And a plastic spoon to eat it with. Yep. And here's some cool whip. Exactly. There you go. Yes. We did not have to be Pinterest pretty back. 
No, done. Nope. It tasted just as good. But you're talking about the garden thing, like in the flower tiaras. Did you ever um, braid flowers into a wreath? You never did that. Okay. I, never did I that, used to but... do that. Aw, that's cute. Now I want to go get flowers. But, I mean, and... it was it was only like if you're randomly just sitting there going, oh, there's a lot of flowers around. I'm going to braid them into a, a wreath. Yep. Okay. That was nope. me. Nope. I didn't do that, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, she had a little activity. So we did dinner and then we went and saw the new Top Gun movie, which was good. It looks so good. So we talked about it. We need to have our kids watch because they haven't seen Top Gun. So then we're going to do that and then go. Okay. See, I make the kids watch movies that I really enjoyed as a child, but I don't make them do some of the, like the cultural, you have to have watched this. So I was surprised. But to go see Maverick, you have to see, you have to have seen Top Gun. Yes. But I was surprised that Matt had seen, not surprised that Matt had seen Top Gun, but surprised that it had made like enough of an impact that he has gone and saw it twice already. Wow. And Matt is super cheap. So for him to go to a movie theater and pay twice to see the same movie. Yeah. And he just keeps raving about how good it was. And it was kind of cute because Ryan was like bummed out that Matt didn't invite him to go be his, his movie buddy. So I agreed to go. And it was it was a good movie. I do not have all the nostalgia that some people have around the original Top I've, Gun. I've seen it. I'm not. Right. Like I like, know the, the basic point yeah. of it. And I know that I've it's it's been playing in my house at some point in time when I was yeah. growing up. But did I ever sit down and intently watch the whole thing? Yeah. I don't know that I did. But this was a good movie. Even if you had not seen the first one, you could see the second one and still totally understand it. Okay. So it was good. Then maybe we don't. I mean, you might just Excuse- like, you know, show them the experience, but it tells enough of the backstory okay. that you understand why the things are happening yeah. the way they are without having to have seen the first one. I just can't. Val Kilmer has gone through so much. He has gone through so much over the past few years. And then when I saw that he's, this is not a spoiler. It has been everywhere. Yes. That he made his appearance. Yes. In it. I'm like, oh. it was really good. Cause he was so good. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, it's good it's movie. Sad. Go have movie time. And we went to like the fancier theater with the comfy seats and whatever. And I had not been there. So I was like, oh, this really is like date night. The one that has the feet that fold up that. It didn't have the feet that fold folded up, but like it was more spacious and whatever. So I don't know, the XD one or whatever in the Minerva Mall. Oh, go down to Waterworks. They I have, have the yes. reclining seats. Yes. Did not go all the way to Waterworks. So it it's was actually like the a, same distance. It was a 12. We did that showing. before. We're like, so which one is closer? And they're actually both pretty much. Oh no! Now you're on the holiday park side, so never mind. Mm-hmm. And we were already in Murraysville having. Oh, then yeah. So yeah, but anyway, it was a nice theater and it was an enjoyable experience. And we went to the late showing, so it was mostly adults there, and the kids that were there were um, sleepy, so they fell asleep. So there was no twelve thirty at early. night. Mm-hmm. When you, okay, I'm sorry. It started at ten thirty, so it went till twelve. Well, after twelve, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't know usually, how you do it. I don't usually give movie recommendations. Well, then I went home and watched three general hospitals. So I was asleep by 10. Wow. Who's the older one of us? I know. So, but you had an exciting week. Tell us, tell us. So this is, no, I don't even have to get into that. We haven't been able to watch the new Stranger Things because I was sick and I had all that time by myself in my bedroom, but my husband and son and I watch it yes. together. So it dropped and I'm like... I have the availability to do this and I cannot even leave Aww. my room. And the same thing with Obi-Wan Kenobi because my son went to college and we don't watch stuff without each other. Mm-hmm. So we haven't finished Boba Fett yet. Oh, so we need to finish that before we can watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And that's all that happened this week. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, my daughter graduated on Thursday. So that was my biggest concern with all this COVID was, I mean, I stayed locked away. I did not leave Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon. I did go outside because I read that you're allowed to be out like out in your own backyard. And it was nice. And I was like, I need fresh air because yes. I need fresh air. So I kept testing myself. And then Monday, I was still negative. And I'm like, I swear if I am still, still positive. Still positive. Sorry. Yes, I'm still positive. I'm like, I swear if I am positive on Wednesday, I'm going to lose my mind. And I was finally negative on Wednesday. 
So Thursday was graduation and it was just wonderful. There were five kids in her graduating class. They, the teacher was able to say two to three minutes about each student and she was the only girl. This is only the, so 2019 was the first graduating class and it was two girls. Then 2020 was, I think three or four boys last year was, I want to say two or three boys. And then this year was the first year that they've had a mix, but she was still the only girl. Yeah. So she was just, she was so cute and you know, they had them toss their hats. It was just, it was great. I was a, I was, I was having a nervous breakdown during the day. But I did not cry during it. Mm -hmm. I'm really good whenever it comes to stuff like that. I might cry like crazy on the show and, you know, things like that. But like, I didn't cry during my wedding and I didn't cry when the kids were born. Mm -hmm. I would cry when my friends have babies and at my friends' weddings and baby showers and stuff like that. But I don't cry when I'm in the moment. Mm -hmm. But when I, I'm not even crying now. But she got three bouquets. And my brother and sister-in-law, because we only just found out a month ago, and they had already booked their timeshare, and it was the only Saturday day that we could get for a hall of the graduation party. Mm-hmm. So they were like, but can we come to graduation? And Aww. so we were able to get them to come to graduation so they at least could celebrate her then. My in-laws came, her dad came, and his parents came. And so his mom brought her a bouquet, and my brother and sister-in-law gave her like this huge bouquet. And then she loves Studio Ghibli. I think that we've mentioned this before. Yes. And her favorite flowers, sunflowers. And I was just on Etsy looking up like Studio Ghibli graduation stuff because that's what she wants the theme of her graduation party. And this, my neighbor Totoro, Totoro doll had a graduation cap on it, but it was sold out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, good figure. Then I found a seller who makes bouquets oh. out of like different characters. And there's one that had the Totoro with the graduation cap on it. And then two little Totoros and sunflowers nice. already like created yeah. in this bouquet. And so I got that for her because I was like, that way it, it stays. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll actually be at her graduation party as well. So it was, it was great. You know, she's very proud of herself. They, she still went to school on Friday, but their school is technically not done until the ninth. But one of the perks of being, a graduate, they don't have to go next week. Oh, nice. So now we just have to get a job coach to get her all set up with that. And that's part of why I was having the nervous breakdown mm-hmm. on Thursday because I thought I was going to have another year to get this stuff started because now we're on wait lists and things like that. And yeah. had I known sooner that she was going to be recommended for this, we should have started the process in January. Yeah. I'm just going to be super stressed until that all gets taken care of. But I'm really going to get, because now she's home. So a lot of the things she actually has to talk to the people for too. Oh, right. So hopefully we'll be able to get it together sooner rather than later. But yeah. So join us on Thursday as we talk about deception in 2013. Have a good week. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.